Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, the breaking news mystery plane crash was the Russian warlord who tried to overthrow Vladimir Putin killed. State media says Yevgeny Prigozhin was on board and among the 10 dead. President Biden tonight on whether this was Putin's payback. Here are tonight's headlines. Video tonight of a plane falling out of the sky. The Russian mercenary, once known as Putin's butcher, listed as a passenger. Was he killed two months to the day after he led a march to Moscow? Rudy Giuliani, once America's mayor, surrenders to a Georgia jail, let out on $150,000 bond. I'm fighting for justice. As the special counsel reveals a Mar-a-Lago IT employee is flipping on Donald Trump. Plus, America decides the first GOP debate. Missing its frontrunner, we're in Milwaukee. It's a stunning reversal from Philadelphia police. Officers are now saying that the man who was killed never lunged at police from outside of his vehicle. Hundreds of billions of dollars in international trade passes through the Panama Canal every year. But the canal is now being threatened by a severe drought. We'll tell you what that means for the goods that we all rely on and what they may have to do to secure the future of this critical waterway. A power outage left patients in jeopardy at a Boyle Heights hospital. In the middle of it all, a pregnant woman and her baby. The nurses just ended up using like their flashlights. They were actually cheering me on to deliver. And remembering the life of legendary show creator David Jacobs after a battle with Alzheimer's. It was you, Kristen, who shot J.I. Good evening and thank you for joining us on this Wednesday night. 
We want to begin tonight with a mystery unfolding in Russia after a private jet crash nearly 200 miles north of Moscow, believed to be on board Russian mercenary leader Yevgeny Prigozhin and his number two, the commander of the Wagner Group. The big question tonight, was the plane brought down intentionally and was this revenge for a failed mutiny Prigozhin led two months ago? The Wagner Group was the tip of the spear in Russia's invasion of Ukraine before he became disillusioned with the military leadership. The rebellion came to a sudden halt after striking a deal with Putin in exchange for amnesty. Photos of the crash site show plane wreckage engulfed in flames. Two pilots, one flight attendant and seven passengers were on board and there are no survivors. We have a lot of news to get to tonight and CBS Deborah Patel will start us off from inside Ukraine. Good evening, Deborah. A very good evening, Nora. As with so many stories out of Russia, it's difficult to get an accurate view and details are still very murky. But here in Ukraine, Yevgeny Prigozhin will not be missed. He is regarded as a war criminal. This footage shows a plane plunging from the sky with a missing wing and then crashing. Wagner's social media channels claim it is Yevgeny Prigozhin's private jet which was shot down. Russian aviation authorities simply say the plane crashed north of Moscow, killing all 10 people on board, including Prigozhin, and that the cause is being investigated. But President Biden said he doesn't know for sure what happened, but he is not surprised. There's not much that happens in Russia not behind Prigozhin was last seen in this recruitment video standing in an arid desert, rifle in hand, at an undisclosed location in Africa. It is the first video since his aborted mutiny, which he called off at the 11th hour, prompting raised eyebrows that he'd not only challenged Vladimir Putin, but escaped almost unscathed. The former convict got his start selling hot dogs, eventually becoming Putin's private caterer and confidant. During Russia's first invasion of Ukraine in 2014, he made the leap from chef to warlord. Wagner soldiers started showing up in Syria, then across Africa. While his hired guns deal in death, Prigozhin has made Billions plundering natural resources in places like the Central African Republic. Last year, Prigozhin recruited an army of prisoners from Russian penal colonies to fight on the front lines in Ukraine. He enjoyed the notoriety, filming himself strutting around the battlefield and delivering Putin his only real victory in Bakhmut after months of war. It's exactly two months to the day that Prigozhin launched that ill-fated mutiny in which he shot down several Russian aircraft, prompting questions as to whether this plane crash was an accident or, Nora, a very cold dish of revenge. Wow, Deborah Pata, thank you. Tonight, one of former President Donald Trump's most high-profile co-defendants, former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani, has turned himself in to Georgia authorities. CBS's Nicole Killian reports that Giuliani remained defiant after being booked and had his mugshot taken on charges related to attempts to overturn the 2020 election in the state. The man, once known as America's mayor, arrived in Atlanta to surrender at the Fulton County Jail. Fannie Willis 
will go down in American history as having conducted one of the worst attacks on the American Constitution. Rudy Giuliani was the face of former President Trump's legal efforts after the 2020 election. He was charged with 13 counts, the same as Trump, for pushing fraudulent election claims in Georgia. What are the odds that they all switched overnight? And making false statements about poll worker Ruby Freeman, who described the pain it caused her to the January 6th committee. Do you know how it feels to have the president of the United States to target you? Giuliani's bond was set at $150,000, and he was spotted at a bail bondsman shortly after he was booked. Who posted your bail, sir? Sources have indicated the former mayor has struggled with his legal costs, though he flew to Atlanta by private jet. According to the New York Times, the former president is set to host a fundraiser for Giuliani next month at his Bedminster Club. And you suffered gravely. And just last night, Trump reportedly hosted a fundraiser there for people charged in the attack on January 6th. Ahead of the former president's surrender Thursday, seven more defendants turned themselves in, including former Trump attorney Sidney Powell, who spread numerous conspiracy theories, including that Dominion voting systems had rigged its voting machines to take votes from Trump. There are also more developments in the federal classified documents case. An IT worker at Mar-a-Lago has retracted his testimony and provided new information about alleged efforts to erase security footage that may implicate the former president and two of his employees, although they deny any wrongdoing. Nora? Yeah, he flipped. Thank you, Nicole. We're also learning that cameras will be allowed in that Georgia courtroom during the arraignment in September. Nicole, thank you. While Donald Trump will be the elephant not in the room tonight for the first presidential debate of the 2024 election, his Republican rivals will be looking to make a case why they are a better option to lead the party back to the White House. CBS's Robert Costa is in Milwaukee and joins us. Good evening, Robert. This all comes as the party is at a crossroads. Former president facing 91 charges and still dominant in the polls. What do you expect will be some of the issues discussed tonight? Good evening, Nora. While some in the party do see this as a moment where the Republican Party is at a crossroads, many on stage tonight, based on our latest reporting, do not see this as a reckoning on Trump. Instead, they want to focus on issues that are kitchen table front and center for so many Republican voters, whether it's the economy and taxes or or how far to go on federal policy, on abortion rights and on foreign policy about that U.S. the U.S. role in Ukraine. How do you expect these uh, candidates will distinguish themselves? It's a real choice they all have to make. Do they attack and punch up at former President Trump, by far the Republican frontrunner? We hear that former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie and former Vice President Mike Pence will do just that tonight from this stage. But others will not attack. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has been urged by his own super PAC to go on the attack against Trump. But his allies tell us he wants to focus on his own message. These debates so critical. Robert Costa, thank you so much. Now to more than 140 million Americans that are under heat alerts in 22 states from cities from the Midwest to the South, setting new record highs. Let's bring in meteorologist Jackie Jarris from our partners at the Weather Channel. Good evening, Jackie. 
Good evening, Nora. Our heat dome remains parked in place across the nation's midsection. Feels like temperatures in the triple digits from Minneapolis all the way down to the Gulf Coast. Many more records being broken, not just in Chicago, but also in Milwaukee that hit 100 degrees today, only for the seventh time in the month of August. Triple digits expected tomorrow as well, but breaking down that heat dome a bit in the Great Lakes and the Northeast, that will bring the threat of storms. Some of which will be severe and the tropics very active right now. We're watching Tropical Storm Franklin emerging off the coast of the Dominican Republic. Got to keep an eye on it here in the eastern U.S., likely to see some coastal impacts with big waves and rough surf. Nora? Jackie Jarris, thank you. There's breaking news tonight from Pittsburgh, a neighborhood on edge for hours today. It started when sheriff's deputies tried to evict a man. They were met with a barrage of bullets from inside. Witnesses say hundreds of rounds were fired. A sergeant was hurt while ducking the gunfire. Officers sent a drone to locate the gunman who was fatally shot. It is not clear if the suspect killed himself or was shot by police. Tonight, the Philadelphia police commissioner is vowing to fire one of her own officers after a fatal shooting of a man during a traffic stop. CBS's Jeff Begay's reports this comes as new video has emerged that appears to contradict the department's original account of what happened. And a warning, the video is graphic. Surveillance video captured on two ring cameras shows 27-year-old Eddie Irizarry pulling over after driving the wrong way down a one-way street. Moments later, two officers pull up alongside him and jump out of the police cruiser with their guns drawn. Five seconds later, Officer Mark Dial fires six times into the vehicle. Irizarry later died at the hospital. And today, the police commissioner said that she intends to terminate Officer Dial, a five-year veteran, for failing to cooperate with the investigation. There have been false statements about what happened. Originally, police said Irizarry lunged at the officers with a knife and that they gave him multiple commands to drop the weapon while he was outside the vehicle. How do you assure the people of Philadelphia that officers are telling the truth? Unfortunately, the information that was released has pretty dire consequences uh, in establishing and framing a narrative that, quite frankly, was not true. Investigators say two knives were recovered inside the vehicle. Here is Aries family attorney, Shaka Johnson. Tell them you're sorry. That is the first step in atonement. Recognizing that you did it and then speaking directly to the aggrieved party. That hasn't happened. Irizarry's aunt tells CBS News that it's not enough just to fire Officer Dial. She wants to see him behind bars for murdering her nephew. The other officer involved has been placed on administrative leave, and Nora, the DA here in Philly, says that he is looking into the case. Jeff Begays, thank you. Well, now to some major developments in the Maui wildfires. Tonight, there's new confusion about how many people are missing. Authorities actually increasing the number of unaccounted for to more than 1,000. CBS's Lilia Luciano reports, despite the challenges, family members are still holding on to hope. I'm going to find my mother one way or another. It's been two weeks, but Jason Musgrove is refusing to give up looking for his mother, Linda Vicaley. Until someone tells me exactly where she's at, I'm not going to stop looking for her. He says 
He believes Vikaley was at her apartment near Front Street when the wildfire ripped through Lahaina. Crews and cadaver dogs continue combing through structures to narrow down the list of roughly 1,100 people still unaccounted for, higher than the 850 previously reported. The FBI is also struggling with not enough DNA samples from relatives to help identify the remains they've recovered. Why do you think it's taking so long? Language barrier, initial scattering the night of the event, and number three... They're sheltered in right now and probably somewhere where they can't deal. They don't know what to do. Also tonight, residents are demanding answers to the official communication breakdown. On Tuesday, CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti pressed the mayor on that topic. Do you think a lag in communication, it sounds like, with MEMA could have contributed or amplified the loss that we're seeing? That would be a guess on my part. I'm going to leave that to the fire exit to determine what would have changed uh, the outcome of this. Officials say part of the reason why there's different numbers of people still unaccounted for is because they still have various lists from different agencies with possibly conflicting information that they're cross-referencing to come up with just one list. Nora? Hard to believe. Two weeks later, Willie Luciano, thank you. Tonight, billions of dollars in trade to and from the United States is in jeopardy at one of the world's most important shipping routes, the Panama Canal. A major drought is impacting the number of ships that can pass through the canal's waterway. CBS's Ben Tracy goes in-depth to see firsthand how a lack of rainfall is creating a backlog of cargo. There's a traffic jam outside of the Panama Canal. Massive cargo ships sitting idle as low water levels slow the flow of goods through this critical waterway. We have vessels waiting outside for almost three weeks. Time is money. Time is money. Antonio Dominguez is a managing director of shipping giant Maersk. He's worried about the severe drought that's drying up the lakes that feed the canal. The number of vessels allowed through each day has been cut from 36 to 32, and some ships are forced to carry up to 40% less cargo so they don't hit bottom. It means extra cost and more time. So the things we buy are going to be more expensive. More expensive and they will be late. The Panama Canal is one of the world's most successful shortcuts. About $270 billion of trade each year rides on this pathway between the Pacific and the Atlantic. I've never walked across the Panama Canal. Yeah, it's an experience. Boris Moreno, the canal's vice president of operations, says this 50-mile-long series of locks and lakes is above sea level, which is why it runs on fresh water, not ocean water. And so you are reliant on rainfall. Yes, but this year has been an unprecedented dry season. Our lake levels are close to the minimum. Climate change is making the tropics hotter and dry spells longer and more frequent. That's a problem because moving a single ship through the canal's locks takes 55 to 125 million gallons of water. The canal authority is trying to store and reuse as much water as possible instead of flushing it into the ocean. The Panama Canal uses about two and a half times the amount of water a city of the size of New York uses every day. Every day. Wow. The Canal Authority is now considering proposals to divert other rivers into the canal or build more reservoirs to store water during wet periods. How concerned are you about the long-term viability of the Panama Canal? That is my main concern. So this issue of climate change to us is real. Ben Tracy, CBS News, at the Panama Canal. 
Tonight, a new warning about small turtles and a salmonella outbreak. That's next. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The CDC is out with a warning that a salmonella outbreak is linked to small turtles. 26 people across 11 states have gotten sick, many of them younger than five years old. At least nine were admitted to hospitals. The CDC warning says, quote, don't kiss or snuggle your turtle and don't eat or drink around it. They're warning about turtles with shells less than four inches long. The sale of small turtles has been banned since 1975, but some are still sold illegally. Tonight, we remember the creative force behind two groundbreaking CBS shows next. And tonight, we're remembering David Jacobs, a producer who helped change the face of television. In 1978, Jacobs created Dallas, the primetime soap opera about a Texas oil family. It became a huge hit for CBS. Jacobs left after season two to create a spinoff soap, Knott's Landing. Both series aired for 14 seasons, more than 700 episodes between them. David Jacobs died Sunday after battling Alzheimer's disease. He was 84 years old. I watched both those shows. Well, a California mom makes a special delivery in the aftermath of a tropical storm. That's next. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way. Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Finally tonight, some good news, a special delivery. Jacob Phoenix came into the world after a series of power outages that started during Tropical Storm Hillary knocked out all the lights at White Memorial Hospital in L.A. It was really hard to see anything. Um, The nurses just ended up using, like, their flashlights and, like, their phones. 
You heard that right. Doctors and nurses delivered this beautiful bundle of joy with flashlights on Monday night. Mom Eileen Villabona said she's grateful to the staff. She said they were cheering her on at the end. We're happy to say mom and her baby boy are just doing fine. That's a great story they'll never forget. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.